And welcome to the Battle of New York. I'm Rich Hernandez here. Matt Nodal here. And uh well, we're we're pretty exhausted. Uh two straight days of spring training. Not sure how the players do it, but uh Matt, how do you feel after two days of baseball? Just baseball. Uh I feel, you know, pretty pretty burnt. Uh <laughs> there's no doubt about that. I feel like I look as red as the St. Louis Cardinals uh uniforms that we watched all day yesterday. I probably blended right in. Matt is so sunburnt that a man in the bleachers today at Mets camp. Uh, uh hey, Southern draw. Yeah, Southern draw. He goes, Boy, you got a sunburn on the side of your neck. And he was like, really just like He was laying into me over <laughs> it. It was uh it was certainly interesting. But I don't want to waste any time here. Uh, Rich, what did you think of uh, Cardinals Marlins camp? Yeah, so those of you who uh, listened on Monday, which was basically no one. Uh, <laughs> are we surprised? Not really. But, but uh, yeah, on a Tuesday we went to Cardinals Marlins camp, walked a lot. Uh, walked six miles. Yeah, but it was that experience I would describe as intimate. It, you were – so close to the players, uh, it felt almost like just a normal baseball complex, but it happened to be the St. Louis Cardinals were there. Uh, like, if you were at a high school game, that's what it felt like, except it was pros. Yeah. Uh, saw Jordan Walker, which was awesome. Uh, MLB just came out pipeline. Uh, he's number two for Rookie of the Year projections right now. He's going to be a stud. We were uh, watching him. I mean, he makes... He's a large man. Yeah, he's going to be the real deal. Uh, got to catch up with Paul DeYoung. Uh, Met killer, Paul DeYoung. And I even told him Matt was there. I go, Paul, can you please go easy on our Mets this year? And his response was so good. He's like, you know, uh, I have their number. I'm sure a team has my number. He was so – he was, like, really just a kind person. All the Cardinals were. Lars Newbar, awesome guy. Nor, uh, Nolan Gorman, also really good. And – I we there was just so many people in one area at the time, obviously because Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt were signing autographs at the same time in one area. We didn't even get close to that area just because. I mean, when you have guys of that high quality in one area, obviously people are going to flock over there. And Rich, how impressive was Nolan Arenado watching him field? Yeah, I know Mets fans. Some of them have beef with Arenado after last year. I just think the Mets and Cardinals played a lot in the beginning of the year. Tensions were high. Uh, but seeing Nolan Arenado play third base is a work of art. It is – there's no other way to put it. It's beautiful. He – there is a reason he's won a gold glove every year he's been in the league. Uh, he's top tier. I mean, it's, it was honestly, like, mesmerizing. It was. And honestly, it's kind of crazy because, I mean, we watch pros, you know, in warm-ups before games, you know, when we go in the regular season – we went to uh, Mets camp today, and I can honestly say watching Nolan Arenado field at third base was like watching a new level of pro. It's like there's a level of major league talent. Yeah, there's the and, top tier. He's, he's and then there's eons beyond and, yeah, that. And then there's Nolan Arenado. It's completely different. Everything looked easy. Everything's on a line. I mean, he's throwing, you know, running back on a line to first base, and it's just Very right. sporadic hitting, too. Like, at, balls were going everywhere. Yeah, they, it's not like they were saying, oh, we're going to hit it to this spot. He was, and he wanted extra reps. It, he was he was so involved in getting better. I mean, it's so cool to see that out of a superstar player 
of his level. I mean, he's already gotten a contract. He's looking to get better every day. And you can, I, I noticed that just by watching camp, the little bit that I saw was very impressive. That whole Cardinals team really seems motivated. I don't know, um, Rich, you, you were talking about it being intimate. We were listening to Paul DeYoung, Lars Newbar, Tommy Edmond. They were all you know, taking live VP, and they're all sitting there. Oh, what's he throwing you? Oh, he's throwing me this. And they're going over pitches and what that. It's like they're in a game, but they're not. And I thought it was very interesting too because it's not like these are minor league guys you know trying to earn a spot. These are bona fide major league players, and they're sitting there and they want to get better. And it, the drive is really there. And also, I know a lot of people want to talk about Contreras and how he's going to fit in with the Cardinals. It felt like he'd been there 10 years. Yeah, he was very comfortable. He was talking to everybody. I feel like him and Yadier had like a chat before because that transition, it was almost like, you know, when presidents have like a peaceful transition of power, like it felt like that. Uh, He felt like he just fit in. uh, And there's a reason that the Cardinals have had what, like 13 straight winning seasons? They're a cl- yeah, they're a classy organization, and he really did fit in, and his batting practice was impressive. Yeah, Contreras had a really good BP. Uh, we saw Mike uh, Michaelis throw uh, to Tyler O'Neill, and by the way, Tyler O'Neill's biceps, huge. He looked like both of our legs combined, but on his biceps. MLB.com does not do it justice, the photo they posted. I've never seen a man with that much muscle. It was insane. He has more muscle on his bicep than I than three of my bodies would have. It was ridiculous. But uh, Michaelis, accident, he had one slip, and even when he goes, oh, shit. And then <laughs> he said to Tyler O'Neill, he goes, Team Canada. So that was uh, – <laughs> Yeah, that was that was funny. It's funny to hear that because the uh, World Baseball Classic, guys, they, they leave tomorrow to go report there. So Really? They do. So uh, that was one of, like, the last – that was probably – that will be Michaelis' last BP. live BP before he goes to USA camp. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. We kind of we we walked around the Marlins a little bit, but there just wasn't that much action going there. Uh, we, the Cardinals one was very intimate. We were up close with the players, uh, and it was a really good experience. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was hot. We got sunburned bad, but not you didn't get sunburned as bad as me, Rich. Yeah, Matt. Uh, you know, went, Larry the Lobster and I could be. <laughs> Yeah, let's just say that people in public are publicly commenting on how bad Matt's sunburn is on his neck. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but that's kind of... I want to just touch on that a little bit. Uh, but we got back from Mets camp today, and it was just so different than Cardinals-Marlins camp that I feel like we should talk about it. And I don't think it was necessarily different in a bad way. I just think it was a completely different experience. But... uh Obviously, I'm the Mets fan here, but Matt, I'd like to hear, like, what was your opinion, like, going from the Cardinals-Marlins facility, shared facility, to the Mets-Port St. Lucie today? Uh, You know, the first thing I noticed is there were a lot of draws. If you were, like, a kid going to watch, I kind of got, like, a vibe of going to an amusement park. Like, that was an event when we were there. There were things to take pictures with. There were different attractions uh in terms of oh spin the wheel get a prize they had stands out for lemonade they had stands out for food and that was really cool to see it was more tailored to being like a little kid fan 
I thought that was really interesting. I will say I it was also very interesting the fact there was a lot more restrictive. There wasn't like there were areas you couldn't go, you couldn't see this, you couldn't see that. And oh, you couldn't go near the grass. You like they really had it was even though there was I would say more security guards yesterday at the Cardinals Marlins facility, the guards had to do a lot more at the Mets facility in terms of making sure people were in boundary that they were supposed to because it was a little bit more strict. But with that being said, they had to be a little bit more strict. There was probably a hundred times more people yeah, it was packed. at the Mets camp today than there was yesterday at Car- Cardinals camp. Yeah. And also just something along those lines uh, that I noticed is that I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Uh, they were fangirling all day. I mean, obviously, but uh, no, I just, it, it was an event. I, like the Cardinals Marlins facility was like, they're there to work. You're observing. The Mets one almost felt like you've heard like city fields, like a nightclub now, like games get crazy. The fan, that's what it felt like. And there are a lot of interactions between the fans. Like um, Eduardo Escobar. After his batting practice, I'm not kidding. He spent 30 minutes making sure that he signed everything for every kid and talked to every fan. And afterwards, he was putting his hands up. Let's go. Like, it was, like, just such a kind gesture to the Mets fans, like, what he did. I don't know what your thoughts were, Matt, as a Yankee fan. Like, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, he is someone that we I well documented that he struggled last year. He was not what he was good in April. He was good in September. Yes, but, sandwich in between was bad. Yeah, but you know what? He it's not like he was sitting there and really sulking around like or felt like he had quote unquote something to prove at camp. No, he was engaging with everybody. He was just so happy to be there. That's important. That's important, and the fans well, all loved. see that. Yeah, and the fans all see that. And I told you this, and I've said it a few times. You know, we we have had a few interactions with players since we've gotten down here, and no matter if you're a fan of the team or not, you're going to be a fan of that player for life because of that interaction. And Eduardo doing that and touching, not literally, the fans, you know, in, in an emotional, sentimental way, they're going to be a fan of his for life. And I mean, I know, you see on like, social media, he's like that. Yeah, and I know you're going to be because you got a picture with him today. That was You said it right after. You were like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, just the way he carries himself is awesome. I mean, we got to see, like, McNeil was taking BP, Marte, Vogelback, which was great to see. But, like, Escobar really made it about the fan experience. And if you, I mean, obviously you see on Mets social media, their page, Escobar's always running it. And... He's just such a good guy to have around, especially for when Beatty comes up. I think if if Beatty plays as well as he should and he takes Escobar's spot, what a great mentor he can be for Beatty. Yeah. I don't know if you thought this. I mean, like, the the vibes with the fans were different, but even with the players it seemed a lot different. Um, Like we said, the Cardinals camp felt like more like they were doing their job, and it felt like the players felt that way too. I mean, we're watching Lindor out there taking sliding practice with uh, Kurt, uh, Coach Kirby, and they were just Wayne laughing. Kirby, Wayne Kirby and uh, Francisco Lindor, we talk about, they might have the best relationship I've seen. I posted a few videos on Twitter, but 
basically, Wayne Kirby, all the kids were you know yelling at Lindor, and Kirby turned around to everyone and he goes, guys, uh, got to remember they're here to work. They'll sign everything for you after. And he just made it. So he, he wasn't yelling at the fans to like, you know, hey, like they're here to work. He said it in a way that made them like laugh and really just observe what they were doing. And we'll put a Twitter poll up. Uh, ladies, do you think Lindor is a nice spot? Because yeah, Kirby Wayne did Kirby literally turned to everyone before Lindor slide was practicing his slide and goes, ladies, does Lindor have a nice spot? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Wayne Kirby was funny. Yeah, he was a funny guy. And I, the atmosphere felt lighter. It did feel lighter. It felt lighter for the players. You know, they were chirping back with fans, laughing. And uh, yesterday, we enjoyed the Cardinals camp, I think. like the In a ex- different way. In a, in a different way, um, being more intimate. But and it was longer, too. We got to. It was a longer event. It was a longer event. But I also feel like the players vibes were a lot different because you didn't want to you didn't want to like interrupt them while they were doing something there were some guys though on the Mets though like you could tell McNeil did not want to be interrupted today oh yeah no he was like, not paying like he he you knew and like and that's another you know players find out if they want to chat or not because you can walk away you don't and also to, like we didn't see Verlander Verlander and Scherzer apparently you literally cannot see them at any time like they're there, it, it's business only. Who else did we not? Nimmo was not there today. I mean, my guy Drew Smith. I know he's yeah. working hard. But I will say there was a moment today. Uh, we saw Zach Green throw a live BP, and Buck really uh, he kind of zoned in on him. I think that was a big moment for Zach Green because uh, he was a Rule Five draft pick. Like I and, think, and tra- Billy Epler was there. Billy too. Epler was there with him too. Uh, because Matt didn't think he did that bad, but personally, I thought Zach Green had a pretty rough. Because Mark Vientos was crushing the ball today. He crushed everybody though. It's I, not like it was just yeah, Zach but Green. Zach Green was a little erratic, uh, so that was interesting. But to move on into Mark Vientos, I've said this before: Alvarez and Beatty kind of like need AAA refinement. Vientos, I like the way he was hitting today. If he hits like this in AAA, there's literally no way they can't keep him off the major league roster. I mean, I agree. He was spanking the ball, uh, which was awesome to see. We got to see Mauricio and Beatty too. Uh, Beatty's just been working like crazy down there. Uh, My guy Tilo was there. Yeah. Love uh, Castro. I mean, there was just, it was just like a, a moment of awe for me just to, and you know, you know me, like I'm not, I'm not a guy to get autographs. I, I did take some pictures today. We'll we'll get to one after that. But uh, I just, like, embraced the whole experience. I love talking to other fans there. Uh, it was cool. We were about a couple feet away from Beatty. Three kids were looking on. And I was talking to their father about how, you know, when I was growing up, that we want Beatty to be what my David Wright was. Uh, and the kids looking up to him, it was just so cool uh, to kind of see that transition. Like, you know, I'm an adult now, but I still see some of these guys like I remember growing up with. I mean, Beltron was there, you know, guys that greatest yes announcer ever. <sighs> well, he's in a better role now, I'll tell you that. But uh it was just kind of it was like yes, the Mets was more geared towards kids and a family experience, but I think that's for the best because we're trying to grow the game too. Uh if you're a pure baseball fan, the Cardinals camp was Yeah, like the Cardinals camp was like, you know, you're a foot away from the player, you're watching them. 
you're not going to be like, hey, over here, like that. Like it was just a different atmosphere because I also think the Cardinals Marlins camp is in an area where a lot of people go. Uh, it's more accessible if you're not a fan of the team where the Mets was geared towards Mets fans. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in a way that was awesome. So I enjoyed it. Uh, I wouldn't say it was, it was just different. Like I love how we've had that different experience in two different spots, but really just today, I just kind of took it all in. I mean, Matt knows sometimes when we were moving, I was like, I, I just kind of want to sit and just enjoy it. Uh, Cause it was a really cool experience for me. You did run like a little girl when you saw Pete Alonso doing sliding. Drills. Oh, when I saw Pete Alonso start doing sliding drills, I ran. He looks good too. Lost weight. Pete Alonso looks awesome. Uh, not even that. I, I saw somewhere today that he had a time two mile at 1355, which is solid. Two sub seven minute miles. I think Luis Guillorme's dad uh, retweeted it on Twitter. But Pete looks slim. Uh, it almost looks like he's been running. Like, yeah, I he bet looks he like has. someone like, you know, we've been we've done this before. Like you, you got a few extra pounds on and then you run and your body just naturally slims out. But Pete looks great. And man, I've talked about this. Every single player in spring training looks like they've just been putting in the work this offseason. Yeah, I will say the most intimidating, not intimidating, but the most imposing figure I saw. I know who you're going to say. Who am I going to say? Mauricio. Yeah, he was insane. <laughs> Mauricio is huge. He was insanely big. I did get his attention. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Matt, Matt mentioned that I spoke Spanish to Mauricio, and he didn't respond to me. But Matt mentioned the name that he played for in the Dominican Winter League because Matt watched them. He looked right over, gave a little nod. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I, hey, you know, he raked. I loved watching that team. I watched that team all throughout their uh, Dominican Winter League and over into the Caribbean Series, and it was cool to see. Uh, Mauricio clearly needs some more at-bats. Yes, he does. He does. Um, but not in a bad way. Like, he's just so young. Yeah, and I, I mean, you said that he really kind of grew fast, too. So, yeah, he's, I mean, the Mets don't know what they're going to do with him position-wise. I mean, he can hit. But he clearly needs some refinement, like, in his plate discipline. But that will come with time. He's so young. It, it's not really that important. Yeah, that's okay. He's, he's a talent that you want in your organization. He's, he's, he's the real deal. Beatty, but, Beatty put on some muscle, too. Yeah, Beatty had a great throw from third when we first yeah, got Yeah, Matt, Matt saw one bad throw from, from Beatty. But, I mean, I said he could have taken a thousand. Absolutely airmailed it. He could have been taking a thousand ground balls before that. I mean, he looked good in the box. He looks more comfortable. You can tell the guys that are in the minors and the majors. He he carries himself like a guy in the majors. Yeah, and the fans treat him like a major leaguer. Yeah, too. the fans treated him like a major leaguer, not a minor leaguer. Yeah, I but, mean, they ran over to him like it was Francisco Lindor. It was crazy. But I will say, there was one guy that no one ran over to. Except for Rich and I. But we did. And uh could cause a little controversy, but... Uh, we love him now. We love him, and it's Darren Ruff. Uh, so who were they signing? Who was... Everyone was crowded around someone. Brett Beatty. Yeah, it was Beatty. Everyone was around Beatty. And we see this guy on the Mets, and I'm like, there's two people there. Like, who is this guy? And I go, oh, my God, it's Darren Ruff. And he was so nice. Yeah, he was a super nice guy. He was so nice to us. And we were just talking to him. We were like, you know, best of luck this year. Let's go get it. Uh, but you could tell, like, he knows. Oh, he, he, you can tell he's got, he's got the, uh, what's it? The monkey on his back type. Is that yeah, the like you, you could tell he, he knew like he knows the fans weren't going to him. Like you, he knows that, you know, everyone dogs on it, but people forget the Mets gave up so much for this guy because of how good he was in the giants in 2021. I really, I mean, 
How can you not root for him, especially after talking to him today? I mean, the Mets just got to give him a shot. As Terry Collins once said, uh, getting ejected in, what, 2017 for throwing at Chase Utley. Got to give him a shot. Uh, But I just thought, I mean, my heart broke for the guy. Yeah, but we got a cool picture with him. He caused me so much pain last year. But at the same time, it's like, he's he's on my team. And, you know, I want him to be successful. He is a person, too. You know, he has feelings. Yeah. And, I mean, it was still – it was cool to just talk to him. Uh, I mean, it, it you could definitely tell, though, that he, he, he felt it. Yeah. Like, he felt the weight of Mets fans. But, I mean, I know he's battling this up, but I really – I do wish him the best. I hope he does well this year because if he does hit lefties this year and Vogelback's hitting righties – because Vogelback had a good BP, too. Yeah, Vogelback, he, he looked hot. Yeah, I mean, he's – you know uh, – I had some coworkers when I went to the Mets game. They thought the hottest guy out there was Daniel Vogelback. He's a good-looking guy. He lost some pounds, too. He looks great. Uh, he did the running drills. Looked good. He did. He's a good slider. Yeah, he is. He knows he's, how to slide. He's a fundamental baseball player. Very fundamental. Uh, but all the Mets look good. And uh, Marte looked like a Greek god. Yeah, I know. There was a grandma sitting in front of us, and she's like, which one's Marte? And Mac, and Mac goes, he's the one that looks like a Greek god. Uh she knew, though. She's like, oh, it's him. Yeah, she knew right away. She's like, oh, so yeah. And I was like, yeah. Marte, that's, that's he, he's a handsome fella. Uh, he's jacked. He, yeah. Who's he's... more jacked, him or Tyler O'Neill? Oh, Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill's got to be. Because Tyler O'Neill has more muscle and a shorter package. Yeah. Like, I think Starling Marte is probably five inches taller than him. Yeah, Tyler O'Neill, though, is built. But he, oh, my God. It was funny because O'Neal in batting practice was saying that Arenado and Wilson Contreras, he was like, yeah, I got to keep up with you guys. And uh, before we move on, though, Buck, I texted my cousin everything from spring training, and his one comment was, it seems like Buck is running that place. And there's no other way to put it than Buck is watching everything at a fundamental level that people like me and Matt will never understand. Yeah, I mean, he was checking his clock as to, like, his watch as to where to go. And... Yeah, I mean, Buck is at a – he's at such a high level of MLB coaching that mere mortals like us could just not even think about what he's doing. Like, he was uh, checking his clock going from here to there. I mean, but also his conversations were so genuine. Like, when he moved fields to talk to Beatty, and he was like, you can only slide on your right side. And it was, yeah. just, like a, it was just like a genuine conversation. Yeah, it's not like he never felt rushed. He he would get somewhere, and he enjoyed everywhere he went. And, and the way he talks is not condescending. It's like he clearly knows a lot about baseball, but he just knows how to talk to the people. He loves the game. He does. And I'm just I'm just so happy to have him. Uh, the more I reflect on today, the more I just – I'm really grateful for the experience. Uh, shout out to everyone on Twitter who, uh, one – warned me that it was, you know, a little more constricted environment as it has been, but it's still an enjoyable experience. I would totally agree with that. And also for the food suggestions, uh, we, d- we ended up just going to Starbucks. We had to get back, go for a run. Uh, but it was, uh, it was an awesome experience. And I'm just really grateful that I got to go on it. But moving forward from that, uh, tomorrow, Matt, what are we up to? We're going to the Nationals and Astros facility. We got some inside info that uh, the Astros camp has been absolutely nuts. 
and a ton of people have been there. No surprise, they just won the World Series. They're the standard in the MLB right now. So we're going to start the Nationals camp. So maybe we can get some more uh, of a, like a closer up experience. Maybe not fight through the crowds. Uh, yeah, as much. Dom Smith, Trevor Williams. I'd love to talk to Dom, uh, and just you know, talk to just kind of experience Nats, and then our thought process in the afternoon. Go back to the Astros because the Astros, all their single A guys end up becoming stars in the MLB. So might as well see them before they get there. Yeah, and you know what? It's like today at the end. At the end of the day, today it was all Mauricio, Beatty, and all those guys taking live BP. Even though the regulars, like the big big names like Jordan and everything, might be done, you might get a big name that's taking BP on the other. Jeremy field. Pena was probably yeah. down there a couple of years ago. Exactly. So you know, you watch out, get some uh, get some good looks in at these guys, and and just enjoy being around baseball. It's a brand new complex there as of a couple of years ago. It'll be cool. I've never personally saw it, so it'll be cool to see the brand-new complex, and I'm interested to see the different layout because there was such a drastic difference in layouts between the Mets and the uh, Well, Cardinals I told you this. I think tomorrow's layout will be kind of a medium between Carlin, Cardinals, Marlins, and the Mets. Yeah, yeah, but I agree. I think there's a ton of fields in this area, so it'll be interesting to see, but we're excited because, uh, you know, we're, we're a Mets-Yankees pod first, but we're a baseball pod, but... uh. We couldn't go to Matt's Yanks. They were just a little too far with our, our rent-a-car. Yeah, I, I I know Yankees fans are going to be really surprised to hear that uh, David Garcia struck out Aaron Hicks. Um, in other news, the sky's blue. Um, yeah, Yankees striking out. We know that, you know. Aaron Hicks striking out, okay. Darren Ruff looks like MVP Aaron Judge compared to Aaron Hicks. <sighs> My so, boy, Darren Ruff. Yeah, our boy. Uh, you know, wish, wish Darren Ruff nothing but the best. Aaron Hicks, I hope you go to some other league but uh-huh. with that being said we are going to maybe inform you guys tomorrow on how uh nationals astros camp was if maybe not, just, we'll, we'll record next week yeah i mean i think it'd be fun to record next week and kind of reflect on the experience once we're back at work uh but really it was just it was awesome and just like to talk to other mets fans especially i thought my favorite part personally was talking to the, the parents of the kids and how they see Beatty and vientos and uh, Vientos was so nice. I heard him talking to the kids when uh, you did. I didn't he hear was him. signing. He was oh my! He wanted to sign more, and he was joking. He was like, "Man, you guys are gonna make me miss my abs." Yeah, I mean, like it's just that's what we need to grow is that next generation of Mets fans, uh, and they're growing up in a good time to be a Mets fan. Not like I did. Uh, although 06 was good, but yeah, it ended really good. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Same with fifteen. Ended really good. Hey, we're the last New York team to make a World Series. Yeah, well, the Yankees are the last team to win one, so. Look, I'm just saying, after the Yankees miss it this year, it'll be their longest World Series drought ever. Yeah, and every year hurts, okay? So it's like hey. ripping a Band-Aid off. You know what? That's what it's like being a Mets fan. So uh, leave us your feedback, leave us your comments, and we are out.